Welcome to the Draft Nut Podcast. It's Jared Feinberg and David Jackson of BlueChipSkying.com, and we are your hosts for today's episode. Devin, good afternoon. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Doing pretty good. How you doing today, man? Um, a little tired from school. Um, had classes, had a long lecture um, during my humanities course, which was fun. Um, so we got we got plenty to talk about from this past weekend. Um, another great weekend of NFL action. Um, I got stuff going on this evening, so we'll be. This will be a shorter episode of the Draft Up podcast, so we'll be out of you got out of your guys' hairs here um, in maybe twenty twenty five minutes. So uh, we're going to get we're going to touch on some of the big stuff that went on this weekend and also yesterday on during Mon during Monday's game as well as Monday morning um, with the trade that went down between Carolina and Jacksonville, um, and also we'll be talking about. Um, who's the early season MVP? Uh, we'll, we'll briefly mention the Ravens Lions game, Carolina Houston Chargers Chiefs, um, Tampa Bay uh, Los Angeles. So there are plenty of matchups to talk about, but in a little short time. So we're just going to narrow it down to a couple few topics to just discuss. So I want to talk about last night Dallas and Philly. Dallas wins 41 to 21. One of the more impressive showings by the team um, that they've shown over the last maybe year and a few games. Um, their defense played great. Granted, they were playing the Eagles offense, which is not great. And Jalen Hurts, as I tweeted out last night, is bad. Um, I'm not sure what my mentions look like because I muted the tweet. So we're just going to leave that. Um, but Dallas really did impress. Um, they're going to be going into this week, this upcoming weekend as five point favorites over the three and O Carolina Panthers. Um, they dominated Philly on both sides of the ball. Um, they ran the ball really well with Zeke and, um, Pollard and Dak threw the ball really well. He made some really nice throws. Um, I was watching mainly from the Payne and Eli, um, telecast, which, ESPN, if you're listening to this, please make this an every week thing for the sake of everyone. Thank you. Um, we need more Eli Manning flipping the bird, the double bird, actually. Um, we need him screaming for his mom um, for some um, roast beef, I think. It, it was something like that. Um, but, man, it, it was... It was fun to watch Dallas dominate last last night, and I know um, our boss Tyler Browning, um, awesome uh, Marlowe, and um, a couple and a few other Cowboys fans we know um, they're happy with the win last night. I know there's one fan out there that probably still thinks, "Oh, Kellen Moore sucks," but it is what it is. So, what do you think of last night's game? Yeah, the Cowboys dominated that one from start to finish. Really, the only reason the game was close because of that fumble uh, right in the end zone by Dak Prescott. But other than that, it probably would have been 20, 20 21 nothing at halftime. And pretty much second half, the Cowboys did what they did. You know, they're they're showing a really balanced offense right now. Um, you know, Zeke is looking really good. Tony Pollard is like a change of pace back for them as well. So they're doing a really good job uh, in terms of being able to um, – you know, kind of keep a balance. You know, it wasn't a game where Dak Prescott had to throw 50 times. He only did throw 26, and I think that's a formula in success 
uh, for them to win. You know, because if he's throwing a lot, there's a good chance that uh, they're either behind or, you know, they're pretty much in, in, a, in a tight ball game like they were in Tampa Bay in week one. So you want to keep his attempts around 25-30. That's when they're at, at their best. Uh, he He's fantastic throwing uh, to the left or rolling to the left while throwing back. He had a fantastic uh, pass doing doing that, although it was called incomplete. So he looks really good. He looks like the same Dak Prescott before the injury. And, and defensively, I mean, Micah Parsons was all over the place. Uh, cool. So you gotta you got to love uh what he's doing i know a lot of people were worried about kind of his off the field issues and character concerns heading into the draft but there was no denying the talent he had on the field and him being able to move from linebacker playing that pretty much all preseason and and you know first game of regular season to switching to defensive end and still being disruptive and productive i mean that just shows how much how much talent and then trayvon diggs he is a emerging uh cornerback in this league he, he definitely put the league on notice last night uh, had the pick six, had several uh, pass deflections during the game, pretty much locked down Devontae Smith and whoever was on his side. So uh, the Cowboys got a good one. We'll, we'll see what happens with that other CB position because it's still kind of fluid. I know Anthony Brown had an interception, but still susceptible to big plays. Um, so we'll see kind of how that shapes out. I know uh, I believe it's, it's Nashawn Wright. He hasn't looked too good so far. Uh, boss man Fat hasn't really played either. So that DB2 is going to be interesting watching going forward with the Cowboys. And I think that could either help or limit them in terms of how they can compete against the rest of the NFC. But they, they look really good last night. Is Dallas the outright favorite right now to win the division? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Washington, they just have too many questions. You know, yeah. I, I know Taylor Heineke looked a good, good looked good against the Giants, but Giants, and when he played Buffalo, he was he was not good. So, I, I think, and, and we talked about this. You know, he's not a long term answer, and he's yeah. not. You know, there there's a reason. You know, he's bounced around the league. Like I I, I don't want to be disrespectful in terms of like what he brings to the table because I mean he's him and Terry McLaurin have a have a nice duo there, but the offense just look bad yesterday and and they really if if you really want to be honest I mean they really haven't looked good outside of the Giants game offensively so I think uh, at this point you know they're definitely gonna be in the market for a quarterback I would not be surprised if they selected one in the draft but that's a different conversation for a different day but I think Dallas is is definitely the favorite to win and should win the division or if I mean Washington signs Kim didn't I'm sorry I'm sorry I didn't mean Sorry, Devin. Um, couldn't help myself, but um, yeah, Dallas should be cons- definitely should be considered the favorite for the outright favorite for the NFC East division um, division title. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to their matchup against Carolina's defense this upcoming weekend. Um, that'll be a very interesting game to watch. Um, and on the next episode of this podcast, um, I'll be previewing, or actually, I might be doing. Um, I'm thinking about possibly doing a spaces um thursday night maybe friday at some point just to give my thoughts on the upcoming matchup between carolina and dallas um that that's definitely gonna be a really good game to watch um so you know i think boss man and i are definitely gonna um have some good chats in the blue chip sky group chat about the cowboys um we'll keep it civil but um, 
it should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for the matchup for as a Panthers fan and as a football fan in general. I think both teams really match up well against each other um, on both offense and defense, so I'm really looking forward to that. Speaking of Carolina, they made a trade yesterday, and one I was it just came out of the blue, um, and I was tweeting out yesterday morning, Mike, I had taken a day off from Twitter just to kind of reset a little bit, just kind of back off a little bit, which I'll be doing a lot more um, for the foreseeable future um, or probably for the rest of eternity as long as Twitter's around. But um, I was just tweeting out, you know, the Panthers are probably in the Richard Sherman sweepstakes. Could we see him sign Sherman at this point? at some point during the week or next week after the Dallas game. And then not probably four minutes later, um, Rappaport tweets out um, CJ Henderson or the Panthers are training for CJ Henderson, giving up, giving up Dan Arnold in the third for Henderson and a fifth round pick. And I saw that. I'm like, I'm sitting in one of the, uh, in one of the rooms where in one of the study rooms, um, on campus, and I like I about lost my mind. I'm like, "Well, we got Henderson. What in the world's going on?" Um, C.J. Henderson. Let, let's talk about him for a second. Um, you know he he's leaving a bad environment. I think, in my opinion, in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer and that culture is just not looking great right now. But he's been he's been dealing with a groin injury this season. Um, and I think Henderson really needs to have like a reset just to find a new home, really get accustomed to, um, a new situation, new environment, a winning environment. Um, Carolina has that right now. And, you know, there, there have been rumors about is Henderson really committed to the game, all that. Um, he, he's noted in the past that he's not been into football. Um, just mentally and, you know, where's his mind at that those are question marks that should, that need to be answered. Um, probably starting this, uh, definitely this weekend. Um, but knowing that Carolina made this trade tells me that they are wanting to win right now. Um, with JC Horn out for the foreseeable future, he's either going to be back by the end of the season or he's done for the rest of the year. He's on IR. Don't know when he's going to be back. Um, we'll just have to see how that, how that progresses. But now the Panthers have JC Horn when he's healthy and CJ Henderson, along with Dante Jackson, who's a free agent this upcoming season. I'm really curious how they're going to deal with Dante Jackson's contract, um, this upcoming off season. If they decide to bring Jackson back and let Boye walk in free agency, you have Dante Jackson could be a really good nickel horn. Jackson at nickel, Henderson and Horn on the boundary. Cool. That's fun. Um, so, Devin, what do you think of this trade? Does it benefit uh, – is it going to benefit Carolina down the road? Um, and what will the immediate impact be from Henderson moving forward? Well, I think it's it's a smart plan, I think, for – Carolina for right now because you know you have someone in J.C. Horn. He's going to be good. You know, they, you already saw in the three-game sample that, you know, or two-and-a-half-game sample, I should say, 
that he's going to be really good. So I think they, they're settled in their mind, like, okay, we have our guy for at least the next four or five years uh, before, you know, contracts come up. So I think for them it's like both well, – all three of them, uh, you know, C.J. Henderson and Dante Jackson are all on their rookie deals. So you, you don't really have too much tied up into your cornerback room just yet. So I think for them they want to have – options to see for long term like do you want to pair cj anderson up with uh you know uh, with jc horn or do you want to stick with dante jackson because he's showed some improvement you know so I, I think for them it's a good plan long term because you you have options in terms of who you're going to turn to uh you know down the road because you're still building for the future like while you're having some success in year two you're still building for the future. So you need to have cornerstone pieces, especially in the secondary. You already got Jeremy Chen, uh, obviously Brian Burns. Uh, you know, you got uh, Derek Brown, Eter Grossmatos on a defensive line. Shaq Thompson has looked really good. So now you're trying to fill those other spots defensively. And I think bringing in C.J. Henderson, although he hasn't really played much with the Jaguars uh, in terms of, you know, full season length, uh, you know, they saw enough in him probably in the draft process and then, uh, you know, on the field in general, that they're, they they want to take a shot for them. So, to me, this is a win-win situation for them because you're pushing Dante Jackson to also be great, you know, even better than he is because you essentially have his replacement on the roster if things don't work out with you this mm-hmm. this year. So, I think the Panthers are doing a really good job in terms of team building and and thinking it through. You know, and you really don't have to give up much. I mean, the third round and Dan Arnold. I mean. Right. Dan Arnold is fine, but he's not like a huge difference maker. And Tommy Trimble has already showed some some flashes. So, I think for them, it, it's a it's a solid move and, and one that you know, even if it doesn't work out with Henderson, you still have J- Jackson to fall back on, and you can go ahead and pay him uh, this off season. I'm really excited to see what Henderson does. Um, assuming he's good to go Sunday, we're going to get a really good glimpse of what he can do. Um, as like one of the key starters on um, on a defense on the Panthers defense, he's going to be going up against um, Amari Cooper, um, Ceedee Lamb. First thing, that's a tough ask for someone you just traded for who's still got plenty to prove, um, but has plenty of talent. This kind of reminds me of Sam Donald's situation. You know, you like. Henderson hasn't been bad. He's shown good promise, but Henderson's dealt with injuries. Donald has just been very – he's not been great um, in the past, but he has looked good so far in Carolina. New environment, great offense around him um, with the weapons like Anderson, Moore, what have you. And Henderson's going to a defense that is arguably uh, and possibly the best defense in football right now. So I'm really excited to see what Jackson or not what Jackson, what Henderson can do with um, joining the secondary. Can he be a uh, good immediate impact um, first thing this weekend? So I'm really looking forward to that. And hopefully he can stay healthy that, you know, if Carolina is making the playoffs this year, you're going to have Horn, Henderson and Jackson, all three of them, hopefully healthy in time for the playoffs. That's going to be scary to see, especially if Henderson lives up to his potential um, with this Panther defense. So I'm really excited about that. Last thing I want to talk about um, before we head out is who's the early season MVP 
and for me, I've narrowed it down to two names. And um, if you disagree with me, um, just tell me. Um, my two favorites right now, Derek Carr, um, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, and Matthew Stafford, Los Angeles Rams quarterback. Um, two West Coast, West Coast quarterbacks or two quarterbacks that are playing on the West Coast. Um, Carr is completing just under 65% of his passes. Um, he's leading the league in passing yards. Um, and he's six four four, I believe, in the touch um, touchdown interception ratio. Matthew Stafford, seventy percent of his passes have been completed, nine hundred forty two yards, fifth in the league, and in the nine to one touchdown interception ratio. So between those two, Devin, it, are those two names pretty much the favorites for MVP as we as we stand right now? Yeah, I think right now, I mean, it's it's still early, but I think yeah. those are the two names that probably come to mind. Um, just because this is a quarterback award, mostly. I mean, it's very rare that we have a non-quarterback win MVP. So I think it's really down to those two names. I mean, they give it to the, the quote-unquote best player on the best team, so you better have at least 11, 12, 13 wins to, to win the MVP. So it looks like the Rams are on track to do that. And if they do, I think he's probably the front runner because if they're in that position, that means he's played well all season. I know they have a good defense, but I think right now it's probably Matthew Stafford. Um, you just worry about with the Raiders, the way they're winning games, is it sustainable? Because they won two games in overtime. Um, the other game, I mean, they dominated the Steelers, but. I don't know if the Steelers are going to be really any good this year. I mean, they got blown off the field by Cincinnati. So, you know, it's kind of hard to say, you know, the Raiders are going to continue. I think they're going to continue their somewhat sustain their success. And I think they'll have a chance to make the playoffs. But I think it's going to be tough for them because they play, I mean, three teams that are in their division that all are going to be fighting for playoff spots. So, yeah. I mean, even if they split all those games, I mean, that's at least uh, three losses right there. Plus, you know, they still got other games down the road, too. So I think the Rams not only have the best opportunity to get, like, the one seed, but I think they have the best opportunity to get someone to win MVP, and I think Matthew Stafford is probably the front runner right now. Um, I, I'm going to agree, agree with you with that. Um, I think Stafford is definitely um, – Right now, the early season MVP. Now, look, we're three weeks into the season. We're about to enter our fourth week of the season. There's there's so much left of the season. It's a long season ahead. The season doesn't end until, like, the second week of, of January. So we still got a long ways to go. But it, it's really awesome to see Stafford he goes from Detroit, has, wasn't winning a lot, but still a very talented quarterback. He goes to Los Angeles and he looks like he – and he's playing the best ball he's played in a long time. Um, Derek Carr is also playing his best ball that he's played since 2016 when he was one of the front runners for MVP that year uh, before he broke his leg um, late, late that season. So it, it's good to see both of those quarterbacks playing very well. Um, that have had adversity throughout the years, um, especially Derek Carr, uh, who a lot of people are like starting to give up on. Now Derek Carr, he's like 
he's not afraid to throw deep anymore. He's actually taking good shots down the field. I'm really excited to see um, him continue to play well. If he can continue to play well, it's just, again, like you were saying, is this success sustainable? Um, and, you know, I think definitely the Rams are more suited for success and can have sustained success this season than the Raiders. They're, the Rams are more well put together. Um, they have a lot of options on both sides of the ball that can really impact the game. The Raiders, there's still some question marks. Um, there's still a lot of unknown, but if the Raiders continue to play, if the Raiders can really capitalize on Carr's good play, the Raiders are probably going to sneak in as a wild card team. I still think Kansas City will win the division, even though they're one and two right now. I wouldn't worry about Kansas City at the moment, but uh, I'm really, you know, you have two of the favorites for MVP at this point of the season um, in the two best divisions of football right now. So it's going to be very fun to see um, all these quarterbacks going up against the teams in their division, um, seeing how they hold up throughout the season. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be something to watch throughout the season. I mean, it's it's been a lot of parity so far in this season, so we'll see how it shapes out. Um, but I don't, I mean, I don't expect the Chiefs to to be in the bottom of the division for the next, you know, the next month of the season. So we'll see what happens and how things shake out. But it's, it's definitely setting up to be a really good NFL season. Indeed, it is. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, week four and we'll we and we will be recapping week four next week um either monday or tuesday either on a live stream or um, via recording on um itunes and spotify so make sure you guys look out for that i'll um, i'll be going solo later this later this week as Devin has stuff going on so i'll be covering um what's to come for college football this upcoming weekend we have a lot of good college football matchups um, to look forward to this weekend, including Ole Miss at Alabama, Arkansas at Georgia. Um, and then what's going to happen with Clemson going forward? Are they going to go to two and three after this weekend? We'll just have to wait and see. But um, I'll be here to break it all down um, later this week for the podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys soon. Peace.